I've still never been confident enough to drill into the wall. <clears throat> really? Yeah. I, I'm I worried about studs or Whoever took wires. care of my room before me, they were real confident to put holes in the wall. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That was Ronnie. There, there's holes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. This, like on the wall and everything. I'll look at the wall sometimes when I'm laying in bed, and I'll be thinking, why would there be a hole like two inches down <laughs> from the ceiling? Well, I think that's like uh, you can tell somebody got a drill. That's the day one on the drill. It's <laughs> like, I got to spend all this money. I got to drill some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make some something. holes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I got my drill, dude, uh, my first little DeWalt, dude. I remember doing that, just done drilling shit. That was uh, here when you're doing TVs? Yeah, that's when I got the TVs. It took me forever to save up for that drill, It was dude. me that, that convinced you to buy that. And I remember <laughs> I was like 80 bucks. I didn't want to spend $80. I was telling you, it's like you're going to make money with this machine. This is called investing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I... I could, I could buy weed with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's investing 101, and yeah. you were right. A drill, you spend money on it, then within a couple of days, you make that back. Now you just got a drill. And then, dude, I took that. I did that for about a year and moved up to moving. Then I was renting a van. Yeah. Renting a damn van for 2200 a month. Feels bad to put all the money up front, but then you get it all back. Yeah. And then you're just it's clear. But then when I was doing the van, there was some weeks I broke even. I'm like, man, I didn't work enough. That's life, man. That's, you know. It's called running a small business. Yep. It's now, fucked up when you think that like uh, restaurants, it's like the vast majority of restaurants close in like within like two years. Yeah. And almost every single restaurant outside of like the most successful ones, at best, they're breaking even. Right. Most of these businesses are losing, actively losing money. But they're having a fun time when they're doing it. You ever uh, hang you ever out with somebody owns a restaurant? They're fucking stressed out. Constantly. They're th- but they're throwing hundreds around, dude. Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're drinking and they're like mad at the dishwasher. Yeah. And they start getting conspiracy. But like, it's just imagine owning a business and you've worked your whole life for this and the business loses money. I went to like you'd, you'd be better off not having a business. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't realize the fun they're having on the way down. I think that's I think what you're I missing have, out. I could have more. If I gave you 400 grand and told you to have some fun, <laughs> then you could find something better than opening a restaurant. Well, they don't go into it with that, but I mean, they realize, dude, you could spend. I was with a dude owned a restaurant. And I went to like Kmart with them. He just dropped 600 like it was nothing. He's like, yeah, get <laughs> it for the, the restaurant. I could see where his restaurant was on his way towards. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's those are the kind of guys who like. Everybody thinks that the restaurant is like, that's the worst kind of business to open. Because you're just, the feeling of having a restaurant with no customers in it, you're just sitting in a room. You see it in this neighborhood when there's like a small business and right. there's just a guy standing in front of the door staring at you on the sidewalk when yeah. walking by. Well, that's the worst when they're desperate for you to come in, then you don't even want to eat. Because they are desperate. I, I know a few business owners. Heating and cooling is a good one. Yeah. People lose a lot of money in that one. I was thinking if I ever, once I get some money, it's like, you know, rappers always want to start a business. People always want to start a nightclub. That's also, you're going to lose your money on that. Oh, yeah. If I get some money up, I'm opening a gym. I mean, you'll still lose money on that, though. Nah. How much could it cost to buy a squat rack and some dumbbells? Yeah. A couple grand? Right. Then that's paid for. I just want a place where I can just, a room where it's like you pay 40 bucks for an hour. And the room is yours. Yeah. Just like a room maybe this size with like a squat rack, dumbbells, bench press. And you just rent it for the hour? And that's it. No, you don't got to share this equipment with anybody. At the end of the hour, someone's going to come in and clean everything. 
and you can just go through your whole routine. No one's going to bother you. Well, how much that you would be pay amazing. The person cleaning. Oh, 10 bucks. Oh, dude, nobody's coming 12 in bucks. cleaning for 12 bucks. Well, maybe you give the person How long is it going to take to clean a room? Right. Yeah. Well, minimum wage is like 15. Yeah, hey, give them 15 <laughs> bucks. Yeah, you get 25? Well, I mean the that room is going to be bad business plan. That room is going to be rented 24 hours a day. There's going to be somebody who's going to be like, "I'll take the 3 a.m. spot." As long yeah. as I know it's just me. I, I swear, there's got to be so many people just like me who would love to go to the gym if it, there weren't any other people there. It's a good, it's something that's not around. I'll give you that. But and it, well, the reason why all these gyms, like, if they do lose money, it's because all they have is a bunch of fucking ellipticals, and they have all this girl shit. The treadmills, yeah. The and girl it's like treadmills. you only need one treadmill. Yeah. To like a quick warm up. All anybody wants to do these days. I mean, the treadmills it was like the eighties. People right. were doing like you know. Uh, a lot of cardio back then. All Neon anybody, clothes. Exactly. All anybody wants these days is free weights. Yeah. No Smith machine. No, not even like weight machines. Just free weights, dumbbell, deadlift, squat, rows. Prison workouts. You're in and you're out. You sh- a workout should only take 45 minutes at most. And you got to allow people on with construction boots. Hey, you paid for the hour. Yeah. You do what the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to work out in jeans, you want to just look at your phone for an hour, that's on you. Yeah. And the reason why, I mean, like, so much better to pay for the hour in a gym, because then it's like, you got to get down to business. I'll tell There's you. There's no the, hanging out. I got a genius thing to help you out. This is what you do. You're an old Roy Ayers trick. <clears throat> you divide the room <clears throat> into fours. Yeah. Okay. And then this way, every 15 minutes, a new room opens. So the that's cleaning true. person that's getting 15 an hour. Well, that's smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I say one room, I'm not literally going to open up an apartment studio, like a studio. Uh, I was thinking just one single room. But I mean, it's going to be like you walk into like a, you know, a massage parlor. Yeah. You know, you go in here to get jacked off. You go to the next room to get jacked off. But it's like, they're not in the same room. Right. It's a private room. Yeah. But the room itself, the, my point, why I think my business is better than a regular gym is that there's not going to be a bunch of extra stuff. We don't need massage chairs. Those those kettlebells, the circle with the round thing. Kettlebells fine with me. That's a free weight at least. Yeah. But we don't need like the the thigh machine and like the leg extent. We're not doing legs at my gym either. I know one thing since I've been just started going to the gym. It's been about four years since I've really been back at the gym and I just started going. I noticed a major change that you have to put this in. This is real big. You got to have equipment to get everybody a big ass because the dudes, squats. the girls, nah, you need special machines. Squats and deadlifts. But yeah, but people aren't going to, they want to see a picture nah, of the ass. They're doing the thing now where it's like you get the bench press and you do your hips. You know, maybe thrust. it would work <laughs> if you put a picture of a fat ass on a squat machine. I think there are so many guys just like me. There is a huge untapped market in this country who are not being served by 24-hour fitness even Equinox. Equinox is like 200 bucks a month or something. Yeah. And you see pictures of it and videos. It's still crowded. Packed. There's like hundreds of people there. They're paying so much money. And you still got to like ask somebody if they're done with their bench yet. Yep. It's like, this is not a good way to live. Yeah, you can call it the maniac box. Well, it's like back in the days. Remember going to a movie theater when you were a little kid? You just had to get there early and pick a seat. And hopefully the good seats aren't gone. You get there a little bit too late, and now you got to sit in like the front row corner. Yeah. These days, you go on the app, you reserve your seat, you know you're going to get the seat you're going to get.
Right. Some people were mad at that transition because they're like, oh, whatever happened to just, you know, getting there early. But it's like, no, this is better in every way. It's better except for the fact that nobody pays attention to the seats and 20 minutes into the movie, there's, I'm, I'm K-13. Well, that's just part of it, though. But it's like, you know what your seat's going to be. They tried to put uh, assigned seats on the Greyhound bus. People just weren't having it. Yeah, that's a low. It's like Southwest. Yeah. It's just a low class. That's why you, you fly Southwest sometimes, right? Yeah, try not to. Where it's like you're just in like group B, yeah. B2 or something, and you just get on the plane and everybody is like trying to reserve a seat next to them. They, they charge their, you at the door. They put their bag on the seat yeah. just to like play a mind game with you. It's like, no, people cannot be trusted. The dude at Southwest, I thought I had it for the carry-on. I'm like, look, dude, it said one, you know, I was like, I got. I just got a suitcase that said one item. Yeah. He's like, no. Nah. I was like, but wait, I could have a book bag, but I can't have a suitcase that to carry on. So he's like, look, man, just give me sixty. I'll let you through. Wow. I had a cash app, the dude. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah, cash app with my Southwest. That is some balls right there. Yep. That's like a Spirit Airlines move. Yeah, maybe it was Spirit. I don't know. It doesn't sound like Southwest. Okay, Southwest is like a legitimate business. That sounds like Frontier or something. Must have been Spirit. Yeah. I do Spirit a lot, too. Oh, man. I'm done with it. I'll tell you what. Spirit was so bad, it made me not even want to do Southwest. I don't even want to go to an airline that starts with an S now. Uh, I'm done with it. Well, Spirit Airlines, I'm guessing this was, uh, you're paying this out of pocket. Yeah, American Airlines is the way to go. But I mean, like, you're not, that wasn't a boat. No, no, no. Yeah, they're flying you out on like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine if the boats flew you out on Spirit. Oh, every now and then you might hit a Spirit one. If you got to go Spirit to London. Oh, I don't even <laughs> think that's a flight. They're going to go around the world. And you You'd be on it. British Air. Yeah, you're going to end up on a bus. They, um, what do you call... I do American Airlines as competitive, man. Delta and American. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Yeah, Delta's Alaska's still a little bit more pricey. Yeah, Delta is like, I think that's slightly the best one at this point. Yeah, JetBlue was, but dude, JetBlue is trash now. You can't even get a, a fucking a water on JetBlue. You got to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was like that. That's why this country needs order. We yeah. need strong leadership. Well, order. We need reservations for the gym. Order just don't work sometimes. You know, that's the problem with order. <laughs> that's why we need somebody who's actually going to make a bold move. Like, you know what I don't get when you're on a flight and there's one person acting crazy, but they're like, we're just going to let this person act crazy because they might physically fight us. Then there's one person that's not really crazy, but they're still breaking the rules. Maybe their headphones are too loud and they'll throw that person off the plane. There was one dude right. ready to fight, standing up, took his shirt off. I was on a flight and... uh his wife made him do it. His yeah. wife's like, Joan, you believe this, Joan? This is like the fourth time you've told the story on <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. And this either way, really but this is what bothers me. Yeah. You know, that particular flight, they this they kicked somebody off because the person was, I don't know. So basically, there was two larger individuals yeah. in the seats. And then the person couldn't fit in the middle. Uh, so yeah, the yeah. person was like, hey, and I seen the person was sitting sideways. Uh, yeah. So the person's like, hey, they got to move their seat, this and that. And uh, he's like, I got to move. So he's standing up and he's like, I just, I can't fit in my seat. And they're taking out all their aggression on him when there's a dude that took his shirt off, said, I'll murder all you guys. Right. And they're just leaving that go. What type of order is that? Should I mean, that's just arbitrage at that point. You got to pick your poison. Shouldn't they throw that guy off though? 
Well, you don't want to confront that guy because it's like you might <laughs> you might actually get punched. Right. That, that, that I mean, one you got to pick what's actually going to cause more trouble overall. The nice guy always finishes last. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's well, I mean, nice in that guy. situation, you want to be the guy who's not even in the story. Yeah. The most people aren't even. Yeah. But it's like I get it from the standpoint of like the. The same thing with like security guard. You see the videos on TikTok. It's like, why isn't anybody stopping the guy stealing from CVS? Oh yeah, it's like because I'm not fucking doing it. That's why. I get that. <laughs> it's the same logic, but it's like well, you're not paying me enough to get stabbed at my job. But nobody's gonna hijack a CVS. Like if there's one person that shouldn't be on the plane. All uh, right. Yeah, it, maybe it's the guy that took well, his shirt off. Say so he's gonna murder everybody. Well, I mean, like it'd be one thing if he pulled out a knife, but it's like. What? There's an air marshal on that train that's got like a gun, probably. Do so. you think? Oh, yeah. Do you think those air? I think they're. That's what they say. There's somewhere in first class. There's like a guy who's actually an air marshal. Get out! Uh-huh. Wow. I think they don't tell you for sure, but it's like I'm pretty sure that's that's how that operates. And that's just his job to fly. Well, it's his job just in case something goes down. Nine eleven two happens. They say there's Navy SEALs on ships too, on cruise ships. Oh really? Yeah. I don't. Know, I'd, I'd be a little bit more surprised surprised about that. Me too. It's like, well, I guess if you are a pirate or something, you hit a cruise ship, they got 10,000 people on it. I think a cruise ship is big enough that you could just kind of disappear into it. Imagine if you actually had to have a manhunt on a cruise ship like that. Well, they got facial recognition cameras. Still, though, I'm pretty sure you could, you know, fake mustache your way out of that one. Yeah, possibly. I think we do agree, though, this country needs order. We need, yeah. a strong, we need strong leadership. Lines at the deli. It's one thing we've proven as a country is that we are not able to self-govern ourselves. There's too many people who are taking advantage of the rules. Too many people who want to take two benches instead of one. <clears throat> oh, there's this guy on the treadmill. I saw a guy on the treadmill at Planet Fitness running while lifting dumbbells. Yeah. Like the little 10 pounds. And he's like, he had uh, around the machine, he is taking three different... He had the center treadmill, and he had his weights on the treadmills next to him. Oh man! So in between, he and he wouldn't even stop the treadmill. He would just sort of spread his legs and stand on it, and then pick up the dumbbells and do a little dance thing. And he's running backwards and shit. And it's like, this is too much. This is too much. Working out three times a year. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, the guy looked like he was in shape, but I mean, the point I'm making is that somebody else needed those weights. In the treadmills. And you're taking, yeah, you're taking up more than your given space. Yeah, I see it two ways, too, at the bench. I'll see either the bench press will have 11 kids on it just laughing and joking, right. working out for hours but not getting a good workout. They all look like Adam Pomato. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they, what do you call, they'll put like five pounds aside on. Yeah. I'll see that, but then, you know, then I also see the big guys will put order, but then I see the big guys... Do the same thing. They'll get like every dumbbell from like size yeah. 10 to like 110 and yeah. just have them around. They got some weird system they're working on. Yeah. And then <laughs> they're doing, a, yeah, what's it called? Circuits? Yeah. Well, doing a circuit. Yeah. And you try to call them on it and they're like, no, this is what I do. I got here first. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, how much longer till you're done with the 35s? You got to have both sets of 35s. Well, that one's got a better handle on it. Yeah. Than- you got the 25 and the 10. Just put them together. 
I mean, that's what makes America great. See, the same thing happens in entertainment. There's that one guy grabbing all the dumbbells, and we might, you know, it's the guy that would always say, hey, do you mind if I go first? <laughs> it's right. that guy. No, it's the guy who asks. And then he goes up, and then you see that guy. In the future, you'll see him on TV, and you're like, damn, I should have kept all them fucking dumbbells. That's because it's just, it's called selfishness. People are selfish. Yeah. And they need to be put in their place. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. That's why it's like we need uh, somebody, you know, we've got to start making bold moves. Private gym. I'm sure this, this idea probably already exists. On I, Youngstown. I, I bet it costs like thousands of dollars. Well, they have something similar to what you're talking about in Youngstown. It's like in one of those. I bet it's like when like athletes train or something. It's a storefront mall. No, it's just called Steel Valley. Uh, it's open 24 hours. There's no doorman even there. Uh, well. You just go in with a card and work out. I would, yeah, my gym wouldn't even have music playing. I don't think this place does. Just straight up fluorescent lights. Yeah, this place is just an empty place inside a mall shopping center. Yeah. Open 24 hours a day, rusty weights. Yeah, that'd be great. It's some man shit. Nobody's cleaning the fucking place, I'll tell you that. That's where you're going to lose out. You don't want somebody cleaning. Even clean, here's the thing, If, if I had the room to myself, I would clean it myself. I would wipe down the bench, I'd be down wipe to wipe down the bench before I even started. The problem is that I just don't want to be, I don't want to wipe down the bench and then the next guy sits down and we got to swap in and out. Yeah. And then it's like, what, I got to keep wiping off his sweat? Yeah, I guess so. It's the price you got to pay. Oh, or, that's, that's the price I'm paying for having a $10 gym. Or you could just be, I don't know, like you said, any gym you're going to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to just become famous, dude. I've been saying this for years. You got to come up with an accent, a Japanese accent, and just start doing that on stage. <laughs> Even then, though, I'm still going to be at Equinox at that point, and there's still going to be fucking people everywhere. Dude, do you realize how much money you're going to make? Fuck Equinox. You'll buy an Equinox. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people at Equinox got a lot of money, and they're still going through it. I mean, they're going through it with, like, they got towels that smell like mints or something. But they don't got like, uh, you know, it's still, you still get no respect. I'll tell you what, when I went back to Ohio recently and I seen my aunt's house, she's got a gym in the basement, a sauna. Wow. Dude, I'm like, I can't believe, you could get all this stuff pretty cheap. Yeah. Is she really like, uh, Rubber floor she's mats. loaded like that? No, that's what I'm saying. That's a regular income in Ohio. Wow. I mean, it's not much. You know, you can get a sauna for your house for probably like 1500 bucks. I think I seen one Wait, for 800. A sauna or a hot tub? No, that thing that's all wood and you sit in there and it's hot. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I can't I, I thought that was way more money than that. Yeah, no, they got them cheap. It's small. They're not I don't big. know if I would trust that in my house. Might burn your house down. It's electric. Well, I, just, I feel like I'd get stuck inside or something. Nah, man. There's no lock on it. No, I don't know. Nah, dude, I seen that it. Sounds beautiful. like what a way to yeah. That sounds like a bad way to go out. And then people got the little, they got the tanning beds in their house, the jacuzzi out back, dude, all for like six hundred a month. <laughs> I'm telling wow. you, for what I'm paying to rent a room here. Yeah. I mean, also I would be in Ohio in the woods somewhere, but it might be a good thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I ever buy a house, it's like day one that that is going to be a home gym somewhere yeah. in there. But it's like, I think, even just mentally, though, I think going, it's, it would be better to go to a place. It would be pretty cool to. It would, but you getting way better. When I had a gym at my house, I was real strong, man. Yeah. You know, I was benching like 300 pounds because it was right in the basement. But this is also just like as a business idea. I think it would be cool because it would be a business I would start. 
then other people would see my business and they'd rip me off. And next thing I know, there would be everybody. There would be these gyms everywhere. Well, you know, we fucking finally put Planet Fitness out of business. You know what you could do? You could put the gym in your house. You live upstairs. You keep an eye on the cameras. Yeah, I could see that as when I'm first getting started. Yeah. But once that becomes success, then I'm opening up gyms everywhere. All these weed stores that are getting busted. Bench press. Yeah. Yep. Pull up bar. And sell weed in it. Yeah. Get your hair cut in there. There are so many places where it's like, there's. I don't know who's in charge of this business, but I could run this better than you could. Just in terms of like, a business is a space that you go into and the space makes money because people spend money here. I could do better than 90% of these people. You know, you don't realize though too is you're a pretty smart dude like when you told me invest in the drill would you call that that's some business term investing in a business and you just know from reading books yeah you invest in a business it costs you a little bit up top and it hurts up top yeah 80 bucks is a lot of money but it's like you're gonna make that back in two tvs yeah max and then it's like yeah you're just you're in the clear yeah see that's some business economic shit i've never learned Think about how many movies come out. And it's like a regular movie budget these days is like $100 million. Still? Yeah. I mean, just movie budgets have not gone down. Things have only gone up despite technology. But even then, how many of these big Marvel movies are coming out and costing $200 million and losing $100 million? Think about it. You spend a, two years working on a project. It, you make this big deal out of it. And you come out of it with a hundred million dollars less than when you went into it. Wow, that is crazy. But and then that's you, just how—that's just the business. I find it hard to believe that's the business. That's this person just bought a house in L.A. He no, bought a mansion for is, three million. This is with Marvel. The money. Marvel is taking huge hits. You don't think they're stealing some of the money? No. The reason why this business kind of evens out is that, like, you do ten of those movies, and one of them is Iron Man. Yeah. And then you make all your money back. But people are, these DC Marvel movies are routinely losing $100 million. I don't see how they could even spend that much on a movie. I mean, they they think it's going to work. But I mean, where would that money even go? Like, dude, you don't need that much to make a movie. Ah, you got to pay the, the lady from the Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> and you got to get the, I don't know. I mean, most of the thing with the, when you say $100 million budget, that's just to make the movie. It's another $100 million to market. Yeah, and you end up paying for billboards in Times Square and stuff. Wow! But just the feeling of like, think about how much it hurt you to lose eighty bucks to buy that drill. Yeah. How much there's just people that are just wantonly losing money. I'm about on, a com- three. on comedy clubs and on. Oh you know. yeah. How many of those do we know that closed down? Yeah. There's I'm three thousand in the hole on my short movie right now. Three thousand. That like it, as much as that hurts. That's nothing. Right. That is like yeah. That is uh, that is bottled water for a movie and the crazy day. it's a good quality movie that's what I'm, if you like that's what i'm like dude three thousand is nothing i shot a, a movie with 14 cast members in a location and it's like the quality is like well you did great yeah i mean it's because of uh you know union stuff yeah people are paying like real wages for everybody you didn't actually pay any of these people like 60 bucks yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they would have made yeah that's not like a you know uh you know, paying full-time wages to people. But yeah, you know, there's movies that people spend it's 14-hour days for five months or something. <sighs> and that's just the front end. And then you got to add all the Marvel effects and everything. 
Yeah. And you got to license a song from Taylor Swift or something. What about when Ice Cube makes movies? He funds his himself. He ain't spending no hundred million. Uh, he did for Friday. I don't think he still does. Oh, you think he dropped that type of money? Yeah. Well, no, not anymore. Now he's a big, you know, big studio movies. Yeah. Uh, his Kevin Hart movies. He's not. Oh yeah, that's true. On that. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to show though, Friday was made for like nothing. The and first was, Friday. The first Friday was made for like a, everybody was making like minimum SAG. Yeah. And that was like by far the best Friday movie. It was not even close. By far the funniest, and it's yeah, that shows you don't really need like a big budget for comedy like that. Yeah, you really don't. You just, you just need Chris need, Tucker. You need John Witherspoon, Chris and, Tucker. Yeah. And they didn't want Chris Tucker. Oh, yeah. Remember, it's always weird when you look at who the movies wanted. They'll be like, yeah, we didn't want Chris Tucker. We want Robert Redford at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, what? It's going to get Denzel Washington to be yeah. smoky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let's just get this super charismatic guy instead. Yeah. yeah. They didn't want Chris. It's crazy, too, because Chris Tucker only did, he did that movie, and then he did Rush Hours 1 through 3. No, he had some other ones. He had a real good one people don't know about called Money Talks. He did Money Talks, and, but like the big movies. After he did the first Rush Hour movie, the only movies he ever did was the next two Rush Hours. Wasn't, was Money Talks, I could be wrong, but wasn't Charlie it? Charlie Sheen. That's the dude, right? That's the, that was Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. That's the dude that was real famous, yeah. did the drugs and hookers and got crazy on TV uh, and stuff. Damn, that's AIDS crazy that was him in that movie. Yeah, well, that was when he was like at his peak cocaine years. It was like really, yeah, when he was really rocking out. I can't even think of anything he was in other than that, and um, I don't even know why he's famous. Like, what in, was he uh, in? Uh, Major League. Yeah, I never seen it. It was, uh, it was based in Cleveland. Wow, Cleveland Indians. Get out! It was like that was like their wacky comedy back in the nineties when they were making sports comedies. And he's like, uh, yeah, it's a great, great movie. Wow. Yeah, they made a couple of them. What do you think made him famous? Uh, his son, his father was Martin Sheen. Mm. Apocalypse Now and everything. It's always the father. Well, I mean, Charlie Sheen is also super talented. I mean, like, he's, he's you a know, very good actor. Not that I'm going to mention names, but I'm back in Ohio. And, you know, sometimes I hang out with some of these kids that are, it's not like I'm purposely hanging out with them. But, you know, I got a younger sister and there's friends. And there'll be people around that are younger. You know, those younger, like, act like they know it all type of people. Yeah. Like, you know, the most of the time it's like these people around guys from the ages of 17 to 25 feel like they know everything. Yep. And a dude's telling me, he goes, oh, man, you know, you got to be like this comedian that I watch. And we both know the comedian. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he's only famous because he does this on podcasts. I'm like, no, that dude's famous for other reasons. <laughs> Trust right. me. It's yeah. like he knows somebody. Somebody hooked him up. Yeah, that's the story for every single comedian. It's a lot of there's, all- a, there's always a mix of luck and actually like, you know. A bunch of other stuff you're not seeing. And majority of the time, the luck is I was lucky enough to know this motherfucker that's the yes man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you stay in the mix long enough. Hopefully, you meet the guy. Suck up to enough people. Yeah. <laughs> when I start to pop, I'm going to go around and find everybody that I think is pretty decent and have them open for me and give them money because it's going to pay off in five years when they blow up. You know? It's- and you got to make sure you're blackmailing them. Yeah. 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 Just, you're like, right. Set up a couple GoPros in the room. Yeah. Send in some, you know, hookers and stuff. 
Yeah. And then next thing you know, you send that email in the middle of the night. It's like, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get one of those uh, pig masks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet that happens more than people realize. That's all the Illuminati is, is one person blackmailing people. Just straight up, yeah. All you need is a couple cameras and uh, just, you know, one late night. Can't sleep. Next thing you know, you're in debt for the rest of your life. I always, my dream was always to be famous enough that, like, Illuminati would come out of the shadows and they would tell me, make a joke about this. And if I didn't do it, they would end my career. Right. You got to wear the dress. Yeah, I would wear the dress. Would you wear the dress? The people make such a big deal out of the dress. I think it's specific to like the black community. But me personally, it's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll... I would wear it. I mean, if it was funny or if it was just a big check. I never understood why is it specific to a black community like that with the There's dress. There's some sort of like uh, conspiracy about like. Ah, you know, it's a lot of Illuminati stuff. But what about, so there's no Illuminati with a white person wearing a dress? He's just being white. Yeah, that's basically the idea. (laughs) Was that Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire, that's just him kind of being a wacky guy. Even way back in the 40s and 30s, you watch comedy, that's what comedy was. Yeah, that was just like a kind of a goof back then. Vaudeville days, it was always dudes in dresses, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think these days there's not as much... You wouldn't be asked to put on the dress these days. It's hacky now. I mean, it's like, bro, I I want to do it for the pure reason that it's been done 20 billion times before. Yeah. You got to present me something fresh. I'd say put me a karate suit on. Yeah. Better be a nice dress. Yeah. Yeah. Or a nice dress. You're right. Or stretch my neck out. Give me one of those long necks. Oh, yeah. For a movie. I'd get those rings on my neck and stretch my neck out for a movie. The thing is, it's like... I mean, I'm not like an actor, so I doubt this is going to come up, but like most of us would do anything. If it's well, funny, it's not It's not like someone's the rest of your life, they're going to be like, oh, you're the dress guy. It's like, no, people aren't this. People know it's a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're not actually going to. People realize enough, I think, at this point that they're not really going to hold it against. Well, some people, honestly, it's crazy. There's some people in the Midwest that don't realize stuff is a movie. Like, there's people that I've talked to in the car detail shop and, like, training day. And yeah. it was, like, Denzel's first maybe big breakout movie to where everybody probably knew him. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know. Denzel Washington had quite a career before that. But these people at the car wash, this guy in specifically, he just thought that was Denzel for real. He's like, no. Oh, yeah. He's like, that's how he is. He's like, they find people to play those roles. <laughs> you didn't see like Denzel and Glory? Like, I guess not. Yeah. You know, and he, I remember he really thought it was him and then when the next movie came Malcolm out. X. Well, he had another movie like Equalizer and yeah. it was kind of similar. He's like killing people. Yeah. He's like, dude, I fucking told you. It wow. was like a three-year argument between me and this guy. I'm like, dude, that's not... I was like, trust me, that Denzel's an actor. <laughs> it's called acting. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. Some people in the There's Midwest don't get everything. that. Wow. Those are the people that believe in wrestling and stuff. They'll yeah. be like, dude, you're going to sit here and tell me wrestling's fake? Yeah, they it's would tell us people. if it was fake. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck is it fake? <laughs> <laughs> it's those people. Yeah. Watching Monday Night Raw with their Salisbury steak. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you ever get into wrestling? I had to quit watching it when I was a kid. We talked about this before, too. Remember I punched out the glass window? Oh, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> you were one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily, they, you got it out of your system. 
Yeah, I was five or six when I had to quit watching it. Wow. Wrestling did make violence. People were choking people, slamming each other. It wasn't a good thing. See, yeah, a lot of people like to defend it by saying, like, people know that it doesn't make people violent. It's like, it definitely makes you do some stuff. I'm getting If you're a little kid like that. Yeah, dude, without a doubt. I'd be (laughs) running around doing that, ripping my shirts. Yeah, 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 just jumping off the shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, what do you call it? I, um... Anytime now, I'm getting older now. I used to love watching wrestling. And I remember, remember, I don't know what it was on, but those videos of people getting hurt. Maybe that was Rob Dyrdek or maybe before that. It's like jackass Funny days. Song. Oh, maybe it was, yeah. I used to like watching people fall and get hurt. It would crack me up. Somebody sent me that on TikTok. I'm like, dude, don't send uh, me this. I don't want to see people getting hurt. Well, a lot of the TikTok stuff now, it's like it's even darker. Right, the bones are broke for real. Jackass was like, here's us doing pranks and being goofy. Yeah. Now it's just like, yeah, it's actually like a lady falling off a roof. Yeah. It's not comedy. It's hard to watch. Yeah, I don't like none of that stuff anymore. A lot of stuff I used to be into. I think I'm getting older. My friend told me because he goes, as you get older, you become less of a man because your testosterone. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, that's why you're not into that that's type of stuff. That's why you're not watching wrestling no more. Yeah. Yeah. He's you like, got to rub, rub some stuff into your thighs. Yeah, he's like, you're more of a woman now. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I've been debating on it. I'll tell you what. He lives a great life. Even I feel like... You know, girl, I feel like I'm too feminine around girls, too. I used to be, like, have that scratchy voice, be all, all right. dramatic about stuff. Well, you used to smoke, too, right? I'd be like, do you want this other lemon? Oh, yeah, Remember, right. it's like you give your girl half your sandwich. That's a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just like, you can have it. You all can right. have it, Neeners. <laughs> yeah, Venmo me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a manly thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, maybe I got something stuck in my head. I was talking to a girl. She's from like overseas, Croatia or something. Mm-hmm. And she said she hates how American men are like women. That's what she said. Uh, she goes, where I'm from, a man is a man. Yep. He doesn't ask you where you want to go to dinner. Well, I guess. He just grabs you and next thing you know, Thai food. Yeah, you're just yeah. eating. Yeah, we're eating here. Well, she said all those guys over there, she got tired because they wouldn't work. She was just giving them all, their, all her money. <laughs> And it's like, well, is that a man thing? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, men don't work. Yeah, over here, she, yeah, I guess it confused her. Oh, She's wow. like, men are soft, but they have money. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, they, uh, yeah, they ask you what you want to do. Yeah, I could see. I mean, like as dumb as that sounds, I could see there's a little bit of logic in it. Yeah, for sure. That, like it takes instead of having two people deciding what restaurant to go to. It's like, no, you're in charge. And not even that. It's like, it's go, It's in our DNA. Women want a manly man. They want that guy. It's like, babe, come here. They don't want, hey, hey, Nemers. And you know how we are in America, all soft. I don't know. It's working out for a lot of guys. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> I don't understand. She she liked over there how they'll smack her in the face. She's uh, like, there's well, a little bit of that yeah, that's, fear. That's no good. Yeah, I was like, yeah. we don't do I don't, that We don't here. sign off on that here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand. You don't need to get hit. Uh, but she liked it, I guess. Oh, uh, wow. She was like, it's that fear of, you know, if you mess up, you know, you get this, the shock. Hmm. That's what she called it. He'd give me a shock. If we wake up and no coffee, he'd give me a shock. I'm like, well, he's smacking wow. you. Beautiful yeah, she, girl. She misses that. Yeah. yeah she's someday like, she'll move back to her home, her home country, <laughs> get smacked around some more. Yeah, she's like, American men don't, they're not manly. Wow. <laughs> that's why I got to open my gym up. 
Yeah. We got to get some testosterone flowing in this country. No more, no more leg days. No more ellipticals. We're going back old school. Well, leg free day, weights. Leg days up your testosterone. Ah, you do some squats. Yeah, that's leg day. But I mean, we're not doing the leg, ex- like the you know. Oh yeah. The the thigh, like back of your leg stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Starter strength. Deadlift, bench press, rows. We're doing that. Get a boxing gym in there. Yeah. I'm going to go, yeah. Pay a little extra. I'll show up and insult you for a while. Call you a bum. That's all you need to do to be a boxing get coach. You, yeah, get you riled up. I think, I mean, like, I bet if you, I doubt this is ever going to come up, but if somebody put me in charge of them as, like, to manage a boxer, yeah. to train a boxer, give me two months you're going to come out better than when you went in. What would you do? I'm not going to say, I mean, like, in terms of, like, I'll hold the gloves, you go. Oh, you'd hold the mitts, too? Oh, ah, yeah, i do everything. I think you need somebody specifically to hold the mitts, though. I could figure that shit out. <laughs> right, left, right, left. Yeah. Uppercut. But you got to be the guy that's yelling at him, tuck, tuck down when you're doing it, exactly. you know? No, it's like custom auto. You'll do it all, hold the mitts and tell them? Yeah, well, it's like you do it for, like, you know, I'll let him punch himself out for like 30 seconds and I'll stop him. It's like I put my hand on his shoulder. It's like, son, I see what you're trying to do, but I'm trying to take you to the next level. Yeah. You're trying to be at this level. I'm trying to take you to the next level. Yeah. And if I just give him a bunch of vague bullshit like that, eventually. He'll Art of him. war stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to know yourself. You know, the max speed of a giraffe is 18 miles an hour. But when it's chased by a lion, it'll run up to 36 miles. Exactly. You're a, you got to imagine yourself. You're a battleship. Yeah. You got to know that battleship before you take on that battleship. And you give him a bunch of stuff like that. And you tell him to, you know, wash his face. Yeah. I Honestly, though, I feel like, I mean, I bet, I'm sure there is a lot of technical stuff to it, but give me like two weeks to watch some YouTube videos. I'll figure something out. Dude, fu- I'll tell you what you got to do. You get your fighter and then you say, look, I'm going to make you a great fighter. I'm going to make you tough as nails. All you got to do is find some Mexicans and hang out with them. (laughs) And he'll get tough. There you go. He's going to be doing construction, moving concrete. Well, it'll be like some Mr. Miyagi shit where I just got him doing errands for me. Right. Yeah. You know how tough those guys are? Mm -hmm. Those Mexican fighters are the ones you got to look out for. Well, they're the guys who don't necessarily uh, get to the top, but they like, you know, the undercard. It's because they got bad management. Well, it's because they just take too much punishment. They, yeah. They just get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. You know, and then they die on their, on their shield. Or Lose their hearing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in the long run, I mean, someone like you know, Floyd Mayweather or something, that, that's where you end up having a career. Yeah, but you need that, you know, how much, I, I think I'm more about the excitement. Those Mexican fighters are it exciting. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's not fan. as exciting as a Mayweather fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see though from like the perspective of a you know trainer or something. Yeah. Imagine if that was your guy. If you spent four months in a training camp with this guy, and this dude is just getting pounded in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And he's not even blocking anything. No, no footwork or nothing. Right. Just stand and bang. I would have him <laughs> doing construction and stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, take off your shoes and work on this roof. I would love to just like be the guy where it's like Rocky, where it's like we're, we're chasing the chicken. Yeah. And just being getting to invent all these stupid exercises for him. Running with a tire. Yeah, we're going to get some tires and I'm going to spin it this way. You got to chase it on your hands and knees. I had a track coach when I was boxing. I took three months off of boxing to run track 
because I was like, all my friends were running track. Yeah. I was the slowest person on the team. But the training from what we did in track practice, I went back to the boxing gym, beat the shit out of everybody, no problem. I haven't it's even just all be- that cardio, right? Yeah, it's like I could not get tired. Yeah. Bro, he'd have us running with tires. He'd have us, he'd be following us with a pickup truck. It was ah. like in the movies. Old school. Yep, and we're running with tires. Yeah. It was crazy, man. And he had like you'd be taking breaks and doing sit ups and and uh, when you get to the track, like you know, it was like a five mile course. And when you get back to the school, you're doing sit up. You're throwing up like multiple times from wow. training. And we did that for three months, dude. I went back to that gym. It's insane. You don't even need boxing training to be a uh, that great of a boxer, honestly. If you're just way more fit. You, you, you people can't no nobody puts in that heart to be that fit but you don't get gassed out like all like look at all those old all fights you know how fit he had to be but i mean he was also a trained boxer like, yeah he was all footwork and shit too There's a lot but of that's tech- what i mean that's where the fitness came in i mean the fitness in terms of like being able to go the distance and long fights he wasn't like a big power puncher but there was a lot of technical stuff going on but you know how much all that footwork wears you out well, the average but human I think the average that. person, to if you just take a random guy off the street, he's not going to even know what to do with his feet in the boxing gym. Like to actually like circle around. Yeah, I think but, the average person is just going to start tripping themselves over their own legs. It's yeah, like, but that person's even more awkward to fight. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah, I think yeah, you're maybe discounting the the art of boxing. A bit. <laughs> yeah, I think you know the person that's trained boxer is gonna expect certain things. Now, if I go get some like my buddy Curtis, who's just nuts, yeah, just get him in great shape. Nobody knows what Curtis is gonna. You can't predict that's what true, Curtis yeah. is gonna do. He might not even he's, show up, bro. He's barking. <laughs> I'm telling you, Curtis is gonna be yeah. spitting, barking. It's the art of war. You can't fight somebody like that. I fought Curtis. He whipped the shit out of me one time. Wow. I didn't even see where the stuff was coming from. Yeah. yeah. Probably tackling you in the, in the middle of the ring. I would have loved to see Curtis versus Ali. That would have been a fight. <laughs> That's like the what Floyd Mayweather does these days, where all of his fights are just some wacky bullshit. It's I just some those. guy. It's like John Gotti's son or something. I've seen the ones where he's going overseas. He's and just fighting. fighting somebody in Dubai. It's like the hottest yeah. Dubai fighter. And Floyd is just fucking ragdolling him. Yeah. And like 45 years old. You know, it's like back when Tyson did his thing. I remember we all went to go see Tyson. Yeah. And everybody had on huge padding. The dude looked like the Michelin man. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's what like old school boxers. I mean, this is like back in like, you know, Rocky Marciano days. That's like, you know, or like Raging Bull. That's how the end of your career went. Yeah. Or after you were done being the champ. You just start. You just tour the country, just doing wacky shit like that. You buy a nightclub. Well, it's like you should, well, it's like a circus where it's like I'll fight ten men. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten men, and then you just beat them all up and you hop on the train and just run to the next city. <laughs> my, uh, I have a world champ from my hometown. He just opened up a boxing gym. All right. It's crazy, actually. Like I, Boom no, Boom Man City. No, no, but Boom Boom's back there too. All right. I don't know what Boom Boom's doing, but this is Kelly Pavlik. Oh um, right, yeah. You know what's crazy? Like when you talk the art of boxing, boxing. I don't remember. I think my trainer got drunk and forgot I had a fight. So I get there and he couldn't work my corner. So I had nobody in my corner. I was just going to go fight with nobody there. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Pavlik was a contender. He's like the number three contender in the world. 
he used to know me from the neighborhood running he'd see me beep his horn when i was training and he what do you call he worked my corner dude bet i won that fight with ease everything he said you wouldn't even want to believe it he's like wait till he jabs instantly duck to the right there you go and dude it worked perfectly again and again he said just keep doing it he's always going to be open for it i did this move 11 times in a row to this dude wow where it was like i ducked to the right and then i like i swoop under with an uppercut like he just seen it he told me the exact move he's like uppercut swoop left hook swoop right hand swoop wow swoop to the right every time and i'm like he's gonna know he's like just fucking do it (laughs) that's what's funny too because when you're watching the fight the trainer is yelling during yeah. the fight yeah he's, like, he's dropping the right right down. you would think that this guy would hear that we're both right. hearing it right I, if i was the fighter i'd almost turn back to him like hey shut up for a second it's tunnel vision yeah, yeah. well you know you just don't realize what you're doing wrong yeah, yeah. but if, imagine if you, what you're doing wrong the other trainer is just spotting it and yelling it right in your face yeah yeah this guy's soft they do that and you could hear it yeah, yeah. uppercut I used to always hear my trainer saying uppercut. If I was a trainer like that, though, and I didn't, if I just got thrown into it, you know, I'd do, I'd put on headphones and listen to the TV broadcast. (laughs) Whatever the guy's saying, you know, I let him know. That's smart. Joe Rogan thinks you got to throw the jab. Dude, I'm t- you got another <laughs> joke. Nobody's got that joke. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, edit that out of the podcast. Dan, you got some good joke right in the Well, they're always like, uh, I mean, whenever you're watching boxing, it's like if somebody who knows boxing, they're watching it. They know. They can, you know, they can tell you. You're, you're not throwing the jab. You're keeping your distance the wrong. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's all you really got to know. It's funny when you'll see somebody like Sugar Ray Leonard saying what they need to do, and then you'll see some old white dude that never boxed a day in his life, and he's like, well, no, nah, you know, Ray, he should do this. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you mean one of the greatest boxers who ever lived probably doesn't know the answer to this one? Well, even the greatest boxer who ever lived, he had a trainer. It's not like you train yourself. So, yeah, so you do need learned. some object. But it's like, I think there are some, you know, there is an objective thing. Great trainers aren't necessarily great boxers. Yeah, but this person that's just the ring announcer, he's just a fucking radio host. Yeah, well, still. <laughs> sometimes people spot it. Yeah. Especially it, with like a lot of, because especially with boxing, these days I, I've been watching boxing forever, so I kind of spot it. But there is always like, when I'm actually listening to the commentator, there's a lot of stuff that it's like, unless you're really watching the guy's feet or it's like, you know, the way his shoulders move, it's like, you're not going to catch it. Yeah. I think, I, I think that's why even boxers even great boxers you still need somebody to kind of watch you and yeah figure out what's happening see what you're doing wrong especially with the ufc because it's even like it's like 10 dimensions you're fighting it you know it's a lot like comedy that's what i keep saying see me and you were going in this with no trainers no managers i feel like if we had a trainer or a manager it is gonna ways we can't see the same as a boxing trainer yeah. they're gonna tell you like hey dom wake up before three o'clock send an email yeah, you're dropping your left. Yeah. Yeah, you're telegraphing it. Yep. Yeah. That was my biggest problem. I used to cock my punches. That's why I'd never make it as a fighter. <laughs> you're doing that. I couldn't get over. <laughs> yeah. No, I used to bring them back and throw them. And yeah, you can't yeah. do that. That's so funny. You got to just throw them. The guy sees your mouth moving right straight. Yeah. You're just saying it out loud. Yeah. I remember my trainer. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't a successful person. He lived in a basement, rode a bicycle for Christ's sakes. But, you know, he, he lived in the gym. Kind of, he had the dream you wanted. Right. But so he lived in this boxing gym. He had all this equipment people threw out, and he just put duct tape on it and hung it up. And uh, 
It was so weird. He used to always believe... I was his only fighter. He had no other fighters. Wow. But he had some rich kids parents would bring their son down for like boxing training for yeah. three months you know yeah. but they were like you know this kid's gonna take over my electric fan company business yeah. in georgia but i just want him to yeah. get this experience he's 16 and my trainer would always be like oh that kid will beat the fuck out of you and we'd get in the ring and the kid can't fight yeah. he'd be like i mean a few years from now wow. and he'd waste all his time with these guys and they'd tell him they'd be like larry you know i'm not gonna fight i don't have yeah. i don't I've ever want to fight yeah. and he'd be like hit the mitts three more rounds and i'd have a fight coming up and he'd be like i gotta work with him i gotta work with mikey he's got to get that right good and I'm like, well, what? I don't understand. I have a fight coming up. See, this is just like comedy, man. You get no respect. No respect, <laughs> man. You think to yourself, oh, they're going to treat me good because I treat them good. And I show up on time and I'm always ready to work. It's like, no, nobody respects that guy. Yeah. They I, respect the bad boy. I went back home to visit and I seen him. We went to the bar to go visit. And he's like, yeah, you just never had the killer instinct. So I just didn't want to waste my time. I'm like, well, why didn't you just tell me that instead <laughs> yeah. of us wasting five years? That's funny. Of me coming down there. Yeah. You know. You never had it. You never will. Yeah. I had like six fights in a row. I knocked them all out. My wow. first six fights. All six won by KO. Zero training. Wow. But I never had it. I even beat all his guys. A bum. Yep. And I still see him every now and then. He's just riding his bicycle. Hmm smoking cigarettes i'm like you know those two don't go together he's like i, I lost my license <laughs> old school <laughs> yeah. yeah big old hernia i want one of those trainers with that big hernia in their stomach ah yeah <laughs> you know that's like hacking up along yeah you know they rock rock yeah. they grew up on a farm yeah it's like mick yeah yeah he's got to have the hernia I would love to go down here and get one of these real trainers. When I have money to blow, I want to work with a professional boxing trainer and learn that how to throw a right hand properly and like, you know, how to throw the left hook the right way. From like All one right. of these Gleason's guys, like somebody with actual, like you know, I want somebody with some real. You could look them up and be like, oh, you trained with this guy. Like, oh yeah, 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 Lennox Lewis or something. I don't want no shit like, you know, you ever. Well, you never did this, but remember I did that thing at that improv theater where I worked for yeah. the classes, and then they go, oh, yeah, we're going to get you a top touring comedian, and that's the dude from the open mic. You're like, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you, you're teaching here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they just called me last minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why would they get like, it's not going to be Tina Fey or something. Right, why yeah. would she do it? Yeah. But that's how they sell it. Yeah. They they go, it's under a vast umbrella every time you see those things. It's like anything in the world. Yeah. They like to tell you what you could get. You could have, we have yeah. trainers that yeah. train so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. There's always a picture of uh, Hannibal Burris or something. Oh, yeah. Just a black and white photo the one time that he was there. And then you meet him. He never even stepped foot in there. Yeah, I was from somewhere else. Yeah, no, that's when it used to be called something else. It was actually an Irish bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's when walked in. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn, we got to figure it out, man. We got to get some fucking respect in this world. We should just start teaching comedy, to be honest. You know what we could do? We could teach a how to podcast oh, um, right, yeah. class. 600 a month. Yeah. We'll get you an HD tape. Yeah. After you're done with us, you'll be able to talk in front of a camera for 45 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
You'll get, yeah. Or we can go into the arms trade, start selling guns. Yeah, I think you can tell when it's like uh, things are going bad for somebody. Once they start teaching. Yeah, and they get on Cameo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Cameo, it's like, that's like you're on your way down. But yeah. It's, like, it's really like once you start offering a class, that's when it's like this dude is down bad. It bothers. Nobody's doing good when they offer a class. And people get upset, dude. I was somewhere eating, and I guess I talked about that in front of another comic. And the person that teaches the class fucking called me out. Wow. Yep. They're like, hey, so what's the deal? You don't think it's cool that I'm teaching people how to host? <laughs> I just straight out told him. I said no. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, so I could see maybe situation. a class to teach somebody how to host. I could almost respect that more than just trying to teach somebody comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess being how to host is a little, there's at least something to teach. Yeah. Can you imagine if Andy Kaufman went to one of these classes? This is how you be a comedian. Now, all this stuff that made you famous, don't do that. <laughs> you uh, know? Right. What you got to do is you got to talk about Obama. I had a friend who was doing comedy. He didn't do comedy anymore, but we were doing, you know, mics and stuff together. He'd been doing comedy for like six years. And his girlfriend one year bought him comedy classes. <laughs> he was already like six years into comedy wow and she spent i don't know a few hundred dollars just to get him classes how insulting is that and she just wanted it to work for him exactly she was trying to be nice the way that you would get somebody like a trainer or something but how insulting is that imagine if somebody like i just spent 600 bucks to get you a class the comic strip yeah i sat in one comedy class this was in ohio it was um what do you call you probably heard of this guy he doesn't really do stand up but he was one of these shock comedy guys he was a personality he would show up places he was the disgruntled clown you ever come across him huh. so he he was on like a bunch of network tv like you know morning shows yeah. in like small towns that's what his whole thing was he's like he did more morning shows than anybody else any other comedian or something yeah. And either way, he taught this class, and dude, it was like $1,000, and it was at the comedy club before the show started. And I sat in there in the back, and it was like, he's telling people to dress up like as a clown, like do uh, his yeah. thing. This is how you contact a morning show. Wow. Okay, you need a wacky thing. This is how you become a comedian. Hey. So like, get a real big hat. He was saying, you could have the big hat. Maybe you do something. Like, you get a weird suit. <laughs> you get a small hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he lost it because I was in the back. He's like, you owe me. What are you doing back here? This is free knowledge. <laughs> they paid for this. Yeah, That's so funny, though, because you started doing comedy with a hat. Yeah. yeah. I did, too. Yeah, yeah. You took his advice. I had the fedora. Yeah, fedora and the vest. Yeah, the disgruntled clown, dude. He'd walk out. You got people, you got to Google this guy. The he had a manager and everything. You know what's so funny about that is that this guy, he probably ripped off that from somebody else. Right. There was probably already a disgruntled clown. I bet you. And this guy was like, no, I'm going to do it with a hat on. Well, what he did was he'd line up all these morning shows, then he'd advertise that he's going to teach comedy in the place but then he never headlined anywhere uh, like yeah. no clubs ever booked him hmm. so he would just you know he would just do 
at the end of the class, he did his stand-up, I guess. Somebody told me. His whole thing is he comes out and goes real close to people's faces. Like, he walks off stage oh. with eerie music playing, and he just gets real close to people and stays serious. Huh. That was, like, his whole... That was He did that for 30 minutes at the end of the stand-up <laughs> class. That's called having an act right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see that? He goes, the key's likability. That's uh, what yeah, he kept right. saying. That's, I bet I guarantee you that guy has a stack of business cards in his pocket. Yeah, that's the classic. Yeah, his car was a piece of shit. It wouldn't start in the parking lot. It's like I was like, man, you drive this all over the U.S. He's like, the class is over. 